Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute and talk about a product that we both love and use, and that is Simple Spectrum Supplement. Simple Spectrum is doctor formulated and third party tested, and they use only the highest quality of bioavailable ingredients. So it is free of all the junk and Simple Spectrum was designed with our kids and their sensory needs in mind. So it is unflavored dissolvable powder that is free of gluten, casein, added sugar, soy, Basically, it's everything you want and nothing that you don't want. Another reason why I love Simple Spectrum is because they are a brand that really educates and supports families, and they're putting out products that parents can trust. They also just recently came out with a fish oil that is awesome. I will say that we've been using Simple Spectrum for a while now, and when we first started using it with Logan, we really noticed a difference in his overall focus and attention, and that is something that the whole time we've been using it, we have continued to see the benefits of. So if it's something that you're interested in trying, you can go to their website. And if you use the code AIA at checkout, then you will receive free shipping on your order. So definitely, I totally recommend it. And like I said, if you want to try it, you can use the code AIA and you will get free shipping. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 165. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that reached out after last week's episode with my sister. We did a little update with her. And I'm not going to lie, this has still been a very, you know, difficult, challenging time for Melissa, for me, for our whole family. And we are just kind of like doing the best we can. Um, But I just really appreciate all of your support. And I apologize if I've been a little quieter lately. Um, Like I said, I really am just like doing the best I can. (laughs) So thank you to everyone just for your support and for being there. It means the world to me. And I'm really excited because today's episode is a really fun one. My guest is Billy Mayfair, who is a professional golfer. He golfs in the PGA Masters Tour, which... We talk about this on the episode, but I'm not a golfer. I, I've golfed, I think, exactly one time in my life. I am a very avid mini golfer. Love some mini golf. <laughs> um, but my husband and my dad are obsessed with golf. So I hear about golf all the time. <laughs> it's a very popular topic in our house. Yes, Manny loves to golf. He goes on golf trips frequently. And so it's a hot topic for sure around here. So Billy and I actually connected through his publicist, Steve, who had connected the two of us and said that Billy had recently come out with his autism diagnosis. He had done an article in Sports Illustrated and he was interested in coming on the show. And of course, I was like super happy to have him. Billy has a really 
unique story and perspective. He is in his 50s and he was just diagnosed with autism in November of 2019. So it's definitely, it's a definitely a different story that we've had in the show before. And, you know, if you've been listening, you know, I love to have all different stories about autism on the podcast and just hearing all the different perspectives I think is so valuable. And Billy actually had a lot to share that I thought was really interesting you know, especially having a later diagnosis, but then kind of like looking back on other things in his life. Again, just a really unique perspective. And he's just a sweetheart and was so fun to chat with. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Billy. Hi, Billy. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm doing good. I am so excited to have you on the show. I have thank to say, you, thank you for having me on. It's it's really an honor to be on with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, so I have to tell you, I I am not a golfer, <laughs> but my dad and my husband are, I guess I would say, golf enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> they okay. maybe the skill level is not quite there, but they love golf. They're obsessed with golf. So when I told them that I was going to interview you, they were both so excited. So you're getting me a lot of brownie points today. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's always a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So we were talking a little bit before we started. I am a little familiar with your story, but I'm so excited to hear from you. And it's a very unique story. So if you will kind of take us back to the beginning, whatever that feels like for you, I would love to hear. Okay. Well, um, my my wife and I were married. um, Yeah, 15 years ago. Uh, We we knew each other in college very well. and uh, after we got out of college, I went and played the PGA Tour. And my, my wife uh, was working for NBC Sports. And uh, we just kind of, you know, fell in love with each other out on the road. We really never dated in college and all that stuff. And we fell, fell in love together on the road and, and, and got married. And, and, uh, and she's absolutely the dream of my life and, and, and everything. And while we were married and, and on the tour playing on, on not just on the, on the big PGA Tour, but on the Champions Tour, which means um, – over 50 years old. Uh, and, uh, she started noticing things. She started seeing things in me and my personality, in my facial expressions, uh, understanding people, understanding communications and really urged me to get tested for Asperger's and for autism. And as any athlete or any guy, especially at my age, I, I fought and, and, and wasn't in favor of it. And she continued to kind of kind of pressed me a little bit and we had an incident at a tournament where I should have probably stood up for my rights a little bit more and and I didn't and she really harped on me uh to get tested for yeah in order to stay married and 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 to try to you know to get better and and that 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 would kind of lead into another part of it here but you know I was tested um I had a great doctor in Arizona and it was kind of tested right before COVID hit so uh, I was tested, and I, I was tested with uh, high-functioning autism. And, of course, even after I, I was told that by the doctor, uh, I still didn't believe it. In my eyes, I was, I was the normal one, and everybody else was different. <laughs> and, and I really, truly believed that. And it wasn't until meeting with the doctor at home and, and, and having a few sessions with him uh, kind of got me wondering. But the big thing for me was I finally sat down one evening by myself and read his report. And after I did that, things started making more sense to me, why I struggled in school when I was younger, 
why I felt like I was always a social, social outcast. Uh, one reason why I loved golf so much was because I could go to the golf course and hit golf balls, be on the golf course for hours and hours by myself and, you know, not have any problems with that, not have any, you know, concentration problems and all that, but I enjoyed being out there by myself and, you know, finding out that I had autism, you know, opened up a lot of doors for me. And even though the country went into, you know, the COVID uh, thing was kind of a, a blessing for us in a way because it allowed the tour wasn't playing at the time. We were allowed to uh, stay home, work with my psychologist and work together and, and figured out that, that there was a lot of things that, that not only it could help me with my golf game, but it also could help me with everyday life and being a better husband and a better father. And we really took that time and, and tried to get better. And that's been now two years. And it's, 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 it's really helped me a great deal. It's made me understand things a lot better. It's definitely saved my marriage. Uh, I feel I'm now definitely a better husband. Uh, we can communicate with each other a lot better. I communicate with my son a lot better. And, and, other, and, and also, more importantly, I communicate with other people out there. I'm learning social cues. I'm learning facial expressions, eye contact. And things I used to do that were probably abnormal and made me kind of look like a jerk at times, uh, which I thought was normal. Uh, I realize now wasn't. So I've been really working with that. A lot of the players on the PGA Tour and on the Champions Tour have, you know, kind of understood because autism affects so many people in the world today. And they've been great. The, the staff out there has been working with me, too. And, and it's really been a win-win situation. And when we did this, we, Tammy and I, my wife Tammy and I really thought about how can, we, how can we really give back and how can we make a difference with this. And Megan, as you know, being, being a mother and all that, sometimes the, the mother, the husband, the children of the autistic child gets left out. And we're really right now starting to get our foundation together. Uh, we're putting it together right now, but to really to help uh, – like I said, the person who has to live with the autistic person, the husband, the wife, the mother, father, child, whoever, and grandparents. Grandparents are a huge thing because they grew up in a generation that's much different than it is now. So they're having a hard time understanding some of this too. So we're really excited about the directions it's going. I had a neat little experience this, a couple months ago in Flint, Michigan. I'm one, on, the last hole, on the last nine holes, of the Saturday round, I had a group of autistic children come from the uh, area there and they watched me play and they all cheered for me and all that. And I was unaware of this until after the round. And then I met them and we actually spoke on the putting green all to all of them for about 45 minutes. And, you know, I was really tired after my round. I'd been out there all day, but speaking to those kids and, and, and getting to know them just absolutely energized me completely. And uh, I know that whatever I can do to help people and help children, through this, uh, it is really worth it. And I'm my, we are both very, very excited about the future. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. What an incredible story. I mean, we hear about not often, but there are people that get a later in life diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that, like you said, it was, you know, maybe a, a little, a little hard to kind of wrap your head around at first. But like you said, when you were reading that report, I, like I picture it like you're you're putting on a pair of glasses for the first time and it's like these lenses now like you can see things more clearly in a way that you you hadn't been able to absolutely like you talked about like your your childhood were there things growing up that you felt like you struggled with that 
now you can look back and say like, oh, wow, like autism has always been there. It, it, it has. And I, I don't I don't like to say I struggled with things. I just did things. I love, like I said, going to the golf course and I could go off and practice by myself. I could go eat lunch by myself for five, six, seven hours at a time. And I just thought that was normal. And it wasn't until I read the report and because of the autism, I was able to do stuff like that and how my brain started working. And so it was kind of a, a, a learning curve. I, I get kind of a funny thing here. I can I can talk to someone and do an interview about golf or just talk forever. But you put me about autism, um, you know, I, I get a little bit nervous and still learning how to talk about that all the time. So it's a, a, a new learning process for me every day. Oh, there's absolutely a learning curve that comes with autism. There's so many different like buzzwords and there's always an acronym for everything. <laughs> absolutely. I had I had a couple of weeks after we started this, I had a, 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 a gentleman who I think he was 45 years old. He was a reporter for a sports magazine, Golf Digest. And he read my article and, and he felt the same way his wife did too. And he went and got tested, uh, found out he had autism and, you know, did what I did and, and realized it. And he said, I was the reason why he went to go and get tested. And, you know, to me, no matter what happens now, I've helped one person and that, that means the world to me. And, and, and we just keep doing that day by day. You know, what, what a great thing to have, but when you see it finally come together, it really, it, it really brings a tear to your eye. Oh, absolutely. That's incredible that just hearing your story inspired somebody, you know, again, I feel like, and I know this for myself, I'm, I'm 36 and it just seems like the older, the older we get, the more kind of like stubborn we are. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So definitely. yeah. Yeah. The idea definitely. of like, just kind of in, in some ways kind of like shifting the course a little bit, that's, that can be really scary. Absolutely. But, and, and, and I think the biggest blessing now is, is that autism is affecting everyone in some way. The person may not have it, but their children may, or they may have a friend who does or something like that. You know, when we went to school, well, I went to school much a uh, lot longer ago, but, you know, that wasn't even thought of. And, and I had counselors in, at my high school uh, in Phoenix say, you know what, you can't go to college. You're not going to make it in college. Just go get a nine to five job and that's going to be the rest of your life. And and I, I wrote that in my book. I wrote that in all my books. And I said, I'm going to prove these people wrong. I know I can do this. And not only did I get through school real well, I played on a, on a, on a golf team and was an All-American for four years at Arizona State. So, you know, I proved them all wrong. And you know, it seems like we have that fight every day. And I try to tell these kids, as I did in Flint, I said, you know, you can do whatever you want. And that's what I really wanted to come out with. Just because you have autism, you can still do whatever you want. And you can be successful if it's an athlete or a business professional or whatever. Just because you have autism doesn't mean you can't be a winner. I love that. And I think the kids, I'm sure, need to hear that. But I just think society needs to hear that. And I think it's incredible that you know, you, you've had this amazing career and so much success. And for you to say, look at all I've accomplished and yeah, I have autism, but it, it's something that w when my son was first diagnosed, I felt like autism was going to like consume him or like consume our family. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to act like it's easy all the time because it isn't, but it really is oh. just like part of our family. Absolutely. It's not who we are. Absolutely. One, my, my psychologist back in Phoenix, gave me a great, a, a great quote when I started with it. They, they say that with autism, as a person, you know, we're both, we are both abused and we are both abused. We abuse. So we abuse and we have been abused, meaning that 
I've abused my wife at times, not meaning to do so because of my autism. And we've been abused by having autism because we don't know and people take advantage of us. And, you know, I, I, I have those words written down quite a bit. And I, I, I really get defensive when people start talking about, well, you know, if you have autism, you must be like Rain Man. You must mm. be like Rain Man. And I go, no, it has nothing to do with that. That's not that's not the function. That's not everyone. And that's not autism. And, you know, it, it, getting the word out has been very difficult at times. But, you know, it, it, like I said, it's just it's getting better and better every day. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think we still have a long way to go, but we're like moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned that you're you're working on a foundation and I, I love that, like you said, for for kind of the whole family unit, whatever that looks like, like you said, grandparents and, and spouses, I feel like so often we we do talk about parents, but it's really interesting that you said that about your spouse and even just like getting the diagnosis, like saved your marriage. I find that so interesting. Tell me a little bit, like, I know you said you, you're, you're learning new things in, as far as like communication and like reading people's expressions and whatnot. What, what have you, has been like the biggest takeaway for you in terms of like more effective communication, like with, with your wife, but with everybody? Well, I, 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 a lot of things, but the one thing that probably sticks out in my mind is that I always, and I didn't know this until I was diagnosed was that when either you get into a nervous situation or a stress situation or a situation where you're real not comfortable, my brain starts going 85 miles per hour. I really start going quick and sometimes I can go off in a different direction. And when those situations come up now, I've caught myself to say, Hey, take a deep breath, give yourself 30 seconds, even give yourself a minute if you have to, and just, just try to calm down and get your brain caught up with everything. And it's just realizing when, when because of our autism or my autism, my brain gets going so fast sometimes. I just got to take a deep breath and slow down. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing advice for anybody, really. <laughs> oh, yes. It, but the hard part about it, again, is you, you have to learn to know when it's when it comes up. And it's even helped me a lot with my golf game. There was times when I would get in, into situations, and not just, just to win golf tournaments, but it, just on a normal day that – all of a sudden, I get really tense. I get going 85 miles per hour, and I couldn't figure out why. Well, why, why am I doing this? Why am I, you know, I wasn't aware of it. Now I'm aware of it. So at least I can kind of, not saying I'm correcting it completely, but at least I can catch it and do get it rid of it quicker than I could before. That's so interesting. I, I was going to say that because when I think about a nerve-wracking situation, I imagine, like, playing on the PGA Tour with, like, people and cameras that that would be pretty nerve wracking. Yes, it is. And, but you know, for me, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, there's days that are really good and there's days that are not very good. And those are the days that aren't very good. You got to catch yourself. But uh, at least now I, I have a, a way to know that when, when things are going fast and, and, and I'm, I'm having a hard time, I know how to kind of slow down a little bit, drink something, you know, just take a couple, just take a 30 seconds to a minute and just kind of regain and, and, regain recharge myself reset myself i like saying yeah I, I think reset is a good word um i know like with my son we have certain things because he he struggles with anxiety and it's difficult with him because he is non-speaking so we don't always know like what what's making it come on mm -hmm. but we see those those kind of cues from him like he's getting nervous and then we have like just our what's in our tool belt to, to help him in those moments. And obviously like kind of, we're just saying autism looks so different from person to person, but if you can 
find those tools for yourself or in my situation for my child, it really does make such a huge difference. Absolutely. Now, uh, my question for you is what type of tools do you use? So Logan loves any kind of ball, not necessarily a golf ball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he loves like he loves a football. He loves a basketball, a volleyball. And he he does really enjoy playing basketball, but he more than anything, it. I'm, I know you said you're you're new with some of the words, but have you heard the term stim? No, no. Okay, so so stim would be like like Logan likes to bang on a ball, like that's that's his like preferred stim. And basically, stim is short for self stimulatory behavior. Gotcha. So some people would like twirl their hair, some people would tap their leg. You know what I mean? Stuff like that that we would maybe like look at, and a typical person would say like, oh, that's like a nervous habit, but a stim is really something that just kind of like calms, calms a person. And sometimes it can like amp him back up or sometimes it can calm him down. It just kind of depends on the situation. Sure. But for him, having a ball is like a comfort object for him and he enjoys it. Our other like major, our, our number one, like never fails if he's in a nervous situation is to go for a car ride. Go for a car ride. Wow. That That's is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. He loves being in the car. So especially if we're in like high, t- we, with him, we see a lot of like kind of up and down with his anxiety. So we kind of go through these seasons where it's bad. And during those seasons, we're in the car a lot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting, Megan, because in my, in my situation with my autism, I, I'm a good driver. I've driven, you know, since I've had my driver's license, I didn't get my driver's license until I was 22 years old. Okay. Uh, so that I was never in a hurry to get it. Um, I know I needed to drive at some point, but I was not like some kids who as soon as the day they turn 18, they want to get their license uh, or 16 or however the age was at the time. I didn't get my license until I was 22. And to this day, and I, and I, and I always thought that there was something different. Why, why do I feel this way? But I found out through my autism, I have high anxiety when I drive a car. Mm-hmm. And, and I get stressed sometimes and uh, I sometimes absolutely drive my wife nuts because I will drive right on the speed limit and drive very carefully and all that stuff. And there's other days when I'll just go like a bat. But, you know, it, it's one of the things that I learned that 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 I always thought was, well, why do I feel that way? Why, why am I doing this? It's because of my autism that I have sometimes a fear of driving. Again, it's like putting on those glasses of like, oh, wow, yes. this now. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So interesting. Even hearing you talk about golf, um, another another term we hear a lot in the autism world is special interest. Have you heard of that? No, I have not. Okay, so this is really common with people on the spectrum, and it it can it can change over time. But some people have like a lifelong special interest, and it's 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 basically like a subject, a topic of of activity that you just like can't get enough of. And you are completely immersed in it and it's so much fun for you. And it's, it's like, you just make that your, your special interest. So I, I, am assuming that's what golf is for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think as I, as I look back when I was growing up and playing golf, well, I could go to the golf course by myself and be out there for, you know, five, six, seven hours at a, on a, at a day and have no problems because I was by myself. And it was so nice not having to work, wait on a team or a coach or anything like that. I could go out and, and, and play golf and do it for all day and not have to ever, have, not have anybody around me. That, again, just makes so much sense. 
it's so great that you so you've played since you were a child i've played since i've been a child yeah i my dad started me playing when i was about five years old and i just i just kind of hooked on to me well i i gotta say this i was a swimmer i used to swim quite a bit and i used to play golf and the reason why i played golf i took golf because golf gave trophies oh. and swimming was ribbons and a trophy was much better to have than a ribbon so yeah my interest became golf immediately because I wanted to win those trophies. And I look back now, even with the autism, I look back and say, you know, my motivation to play good golf was I wanted those trophies. I wanted to go home with that trophy. So, you know, it's just funny when you sit there and you, and you, and, and you think about how you grew up, which you thought was normal. It, it really wasn't. And the autism does affect you. Well, it's your version of normal. Yes. Yes. My version of normal. Yes. That's what I always say about like our family too. Cause I'm sure like from the outside looking in, it probably looks a little, it looks very different. I will say that. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. I always say, I'm like, this is just our version of normal. This is like, we, we do this every day. So, you know, it, it's not to say there isn't like a, there, there wasn't a, a learning curve or a time where it, it didn't feel so normal, but when you adjust to it, then it's like, this is all, you know, correct. Yep. Yep. That's, it's, so that's the normal. Yeah. And that's, that's why you feel when, when you get tested at that, like at my age, you sit there and say, well, I'm the normal person. You guys are all the different. You're the ones who are on the, on the problem. I'm the normal person. And it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't the truth. I love, I love hearing that. I, honestly, in, in some ways I think you are right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too. I just don't tell anybody that, you know, <laughs> I don't tell anyone that. You know, I want to stay married. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh, totally. I totally understand. I, I say that though, because I like autism has opened my eyes to so many things, but even how we kind of talked about like those social cues, one of my favorite things about, about Logan and his autism is that he has like no social conditioning whatsoever. Like he does what he wants, when he wants, whether it's appropriate or not, which obviously is, it's not always great. But in a world where we are so consumed with what people think of us and our image and just all that, I just think we, I have a lot that I could learn from him. And I think many people do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if, if that's the case, Megan, then let me, let me ask you a question because we kind of get into our foundation a little bit. And my wife and I would probably ask you a question that I'd love to know from you is what do you and your husband do to help? you for yourself what do you do for yourselves to help you guys deal with all this that's a, a wonderful question and listeners of the show will know that on the past like year or so I've really been on a journey of my own kind of self-care because mm -hmm. you know as, as, a, as a parent in general it's hard and we all need to you know take care of ourselves and then it's like you add autism on top of that and it's just another layer. There's just like, you know, more that we kind of deal with um, that obviously than we would otherwise. So I, I really have made my, my health and wellness a focus this last like year or so. Mm -hmm. I really, I lost over 50 pounds, which is really exciting. Wow. Congratulations. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank amazing. You. <laughs> my wife's looking at me. How'd you do it? How'd you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell her I have a couple episodes but, that I talk more about the about the weight loss um, because I really I had neglected myself for a long time and I was not taking care of myself in the way that I should. So I I really lost the weight um, mostly through diet, just like cleaning up my eating habits. But 
now I, I am working out and I'm in the gym and taking that time for myself. I also was, I'm in therapy now. So I, I talk to a therapist and use that as kind of my outlet. I also just like, I schedule breaks for myself. Like if I know I, I, I need a break, I don't want to be burnt out. I make sure that I have like those, those nights out with my friends or just time, time to myself. I just think that's so important. Um, and I really encourage like anybody listening to do that too. I'm going to ask you the same thing. What do, what do you and your wife do to take care of yourselves? Well, you, you, you have to ask my wife more, more than that, but I, I know that she, she likes to take baths. I know that that's how she kind of gets away. She loves to watch movies uh, in the bathtub. And I think oh that's God. kind Me of too. her, yeah, that's kind of her escape. And I know now that when she's in there that I, I, I leave her alone. <laughs> that's her alone time and all that. And, uh, you know, it's again, that's why we, I was diagnosed. I was happy I was diagnosed because, like I said, it saved my marriage so that uh, I, I'm aware of these situations now. And it's like you said, you never you don't try to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude or upset. It's upsetting. It's just the way that I work. And once I realize that that's her relaxation time and that's her time for herself, you know, you let you leave her alone and let her have it. A hundred percent and tell her I'm on the same page as her. I love, I love a, a hot bath watching. I usually watch Bravo shows. I don't necessarily watch a movie, but I love watching anything in the bathtub. There you go. Well, she likes the price. <laughs> she watches the price is right right now is the latest. So, uh, <laughs> okay, the game shows. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. We, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like we, we all need those things that just kind of like recharge our batteries. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I, 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 I hear that from my wife a lot. Very much. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Billy, it has been just a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Do you want to share where people can connect with you like on social media or whatnot? We're, we're, we're well, we'd love to Megan, and we'll, I'll try to get back to you when I do. I, we're still in the beginning stages right now. So I really don't have anything definite to share with the people right now. But as soon as I do, I'll, I'll let you know. Wonderful. Well, this episode won't come out for a little bit. So maybe, maybe okay. what it comes out, we'll, yeah, we'll keep, yeah, we'll definitely keep you in the loop. It's, you know, it's just, we're still in season right now. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going, we're home for a week, gone for three, home for a week. So it's, it's hard to get things done. But once we're home for the off season, we're going to definitely get it together. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. It was great to chat with you. Great to chat with you too, Megan. And and, and I wish uh, Logan and, and the whole family all the best. Oh, thank you so much. All right. You take care, Billy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Billy. Wasn't he just a delight? I, I loved hearing about how, you know, golf for him as a kid was something he really enjoyed and got into because he could do it by himself and really kind of like sink his teeth into it. And again, it just made so much sense when you think about autism and special interests. And I mean, how awesome for Billy that he was able to turn his special interest into such a successful career. I just think that's amazing. And hearing him talking about 
meeting those kids in the tour and getting to tell them, you know, they can do anything that just like makes my heart swell. So thank you so much to, to Billy. And I will keep you guys posted. Um, and when I hear more about their foundation, I do have Billy's Twitter linked in the show notes so you can follow him. I'm sure updates will be there as well, but him and his wife, Tammy, who I got to speak with as well are just so awesome and so eager and kind and ready to just, you know, provide support and resources to people on the spectrum and their families, which I think, you know, we can all agree is very needed. So again, thank you so much to Billy for coming on the show and yes, go ahead and follow him on Twitter and get all the updates and whatnot. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Always love hearing from you guys. There was a couple new reviews this week that I saw on iTunes, Apple Podcasts that just like made my heart swell. Um, again, you guys know this has been like a really kind of tough past couple weeks and there are definitely times when I question, you know, what am I doing? And <laughs> should I keep doing this podcast? And then I see, you know, a, a review like that or a message and I, like truthfully I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I really do love it so much um it's just hard when there's like a million other things going on so with that being said I think next week I am going to take a week off for Thanksgiving so um yeah next Wednesday there maybe I'll surprise you guys but I'm planning to just have the week off the kids are off school for Thanksgiving break and it's always a lot harder to get anything done um with the kiddos around and then we just roll right into December and the holidays. I just feel like this back half of 2021 is flying, um, which I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing, but here we are. So that is all for now. And until next time, take care.